Welcome to the Bethany Shipley Show. So if you caught the last episode of um, Eli, Eli's health journey, whatever we titled it, I can't remember, Eli's health journey, you may have stuck around to the very end, <laughs> it was a very long episode, and heard the story of when he was sick with pericarditis. And the side of that story that we didn't get into on that show um, is a side that I want to dive into in this episode because it was the hardest most challenging season of our relationship and I feel like it's got to be relatable and I I didn't have a lot of input um, of other people who had gone through similar situations during that time because what Eli and I have is very different than a lot of the relationships that I am around and I hear about and we have um, a very non-confrontational uh, not not non-confrontational, but very low-conflict relationship. Very easy to be around each other. We're, we're each other's best friends. Gosh, we've grown up together. We met when we were 14 and 15, and we've been partners in life since then. And then, you know, of course, partners in life first as friends, and then as in a romantic relationship, then as husband and wife, as business owners, as parents, <laughs> you know, um, homeowners, like, you know how it goes. It builds. And when we got married, I I always wondered, you know, I remember saying like in sickness or in health, in, in you know, the, what do we say? The excitement and the mundane. That was part of our vows. Um, and I remember thinking like, I just wonder what that will actually look like because we're so comfortable with each other and we're so at ease. Like, I could, I can't even tell you, I could probably tell you three or four times off the top of my head that we actually had a heated argument and it was over something that probably I was hormonal about. Um, very, just very interesting. And so a lot of the input that, you know, when I would go seek out a relationship advice, it was not from that perspective. It was from a perspective of here's your shambles relationship and here's how to salvage it. So so here's what happened. If you didn't catch the episode, basically in November of, gosh, was it 2000 and it was 2017. Um, yep, that's right. November of 2017, Eli started feeling extreme chest pain. In December of 2017, he thought he had pneumonia, costochondritis or whatever. I'm probably saying that wrong. Um, thought he had, um, torn a muscle in his lungs. Um, did I already say pneumonia? Just all these things that we were like, what is going on? He would hurt him to breathe. It hurt him to like lay down. He was pale in his color. He did not have energy. And this was a month after he retired from his passion, which was fitness, helping people through personal training, um, live their best life. And we were just going through this huge transition because here he is coming home. My parents had just moved two months earlier to our driveway because they lived in an RV and they were, my dad was working for me and it was like a needed thing and it was amazing. And just to have them here was just incredible, but just a lot of changes, you know? And, um, man, he, 
we we went into the emergency room. We went into the ER we, uh, to find out what the heck was going on because he was just in so much pain. And we had been referred to the emergency room by urgent care who had put him through steroids and antibiotics. You know, of course, this was after I did all my woo-woo health stuff that always works. Like, it always works. So I was like, what's going on here? Why isn't it working? Um, He was drinking like 10 drops of Thieves and 10 drops of peppermint in hot water every 90 minutes and like no change. So, um... Yeah, so it was just really weird. So we ended up going to the chiropractor first, and the chiropractor was like, something seems really off. All of your organs seem really inflamed. Go ahead and go to, like, urgent care. So we went to urgent care. They did an x-ray of his heart and um, it, because he had already been through steroids and antibiotics at that point. And they found that he, they, they called and said, your heart just seems a little, like, enlarged. Like, something seems wrong on the x-ray. So we decided to go to the emergency room, get it checked out. He was actually feeling okay that day. But we just thought, gosh, let's be safe. They did some X, x-rays or, like, what do they call it? A cardi, um, oh, gosh, my, sis, my um, brother's girlfriend who I accidentally always call my sister-in-law and we crack up about it, would know. But ultrasound, ultrasound. Uh, Ultrasound on his heart. And the ultrasound showed that he had an infection in the lining of his heart that was causing a lot of friction between that and all of his other organs that are, you know, around, around there is like sternum and lungs and, you know, ribs and all that. So every time he would breathe, the, the, the infection would just rub, like, because it was so swollen and just painful in there. And actually it was an infection that, well, I'll get to this in a second. So, so they said, you know, this can be fatal this is very important that you just lay down and rest and don't do anything. And um, so that's what he did. We went home. We started juicing tons of vegetables. We, we we just didn't know what to do. And I remember in the back of my mind thinking like this could be emotional. Like this could be an emotional rooted thing because he, it's just too weird. The timing of it is just too weird. It's weird that he just retired from his job that he loved. Now he's at home and like it's winter and like, you know, just too weird. And winter because... In the summertime, I feel like it's easier to get out and about and do things outside. But since it was winter, we were just all inside. So, um, yeah, like, let me get back on my on my thoughts. So, a few days after we were in the emergency room, in the middle of the night, Eli woke me up and he said, Hey, something feels really wrong. We need to go to the emergency room. And I jumped out of bed. I got him the clothes he needed for the emergency room. It was the middle of winter, so I went and started my car um, to get it heated. And then I, I was sitting there in the freezing cold, just like waiting for it to get heated. There was snow everywhere on the ground. And I called him when it finally got warm, and I said, okay, the car is warm, so you can come out now. And he said, okay. And I hung up, and just like maybe five seconds after I hung up, I just had this horrible feeling in my stomach. And I cannot explain it to you other than it was God giving me a nudge to go back inside. So I went back inside and we have a staircase that goes like right beside our bedroom door. And as I am coming, or sorry, our, our, not our bedroom door, our entryway. So we have like a staircase that goes up to the upstairs on our bedrooms upstairs. 
And so when I came back inside, Eli was falling onto the couch, almost like in momentum from the stairs. And I said, are you okay? Oh my gosh. Like I didn't realize that he, like he was probably, I, I didn't realize what was happening. And he just looked at me with this look of, I need to do something right now. And so he jumped, he was, he was like a crazy person. He jumped from laying on the couch, I'll never forget it, over the back of the couch in an effort to like, I think, sprint to the car to like get there. I don't know what, I don't know what, to this day I don't know what. And as soon as he jumped over the couch, like every bit of color in his face just went away and he just started to pass out. So I ran to the RV because my parents lived in the RV in our driveway and I just banged on the door and I said, dad, I need your help immediately. My dad came in and picked, um, actually I think I had already had my dad come in. Maybe he was coming out of the restroom or something. He thought he was just coming in to be with the kids. So I like Eli, my dad and I got under each of Eli's arms and pushed with all of our might and went outside and um we were just helping him at this point he was not he was not present with us but he ended up passing out fully um in the yard and he's not small like i we were with all of our might trying to keep him up but he ended up falling into the snow and his pants and his socks he didn't even have shoes on were just so ice cold and so my dad and i just out of sheer adrenaline shoved him into the van and shut the door. And then I had a little moment of a freak out. And I said, dad, I cannot take him. I am, I can't take him. I'm too upset. Like I'm scared. I think he's going to die. And I just, I just said, I need you to drive. And my dad said, I don't have my glasses. And I was like, it's fine. All of a sudden when he said, I don't have my glasses, my adrenaline kicked in. Like I was on, I called 911. I was driving um, about 90 miles an hour, 80 miles an hour on these roads that were just totally not prepared for, for a driver like going that fast. Like it was actually a miracle because we live on a really windy road and I was just trying to get to the hospital and um, the ambulance, you know, they were, the paramedics were on the phone with me and they said, you know, stay on the phone with us. We're going to call our, the hospital and let them know that you're almost there. I gave them all Eli's stats on the phone. And then they said, is your, is your husband's or is, is our patient? I think they said, is our patient still with us? And I looked over and I cannot tell you guys, I thought that it was over. Um, I've never seen him like that. And, um, I just like looked over and I just said, I don't know. And I just kept, I just kept going. And then finally, maybe a minute later, Eli just kind of nodded at me like he's still alive. So it was like he was trying to affirm me. Um, at that point, my dad had already called um, my father-in-law and my father-in-law was also on the way to the hospital. Everything was just happening so fast. As soon as I pulled up to the hospital, they were there. The lady that 
actually had been his nurse when we were in the emergency room days before was there also. And it was just a miracle because I just walked up and I, I just screamed at her, not at her, but like to her, do you remember us? Because I wanted her to know all of the stats, all of like his, what's going on. Cause pericarditis, like it was an infection in the lining of his heart. So like, it was not something to play around with. And, um, yeah, so she said, yes, I remember you. She made eye contact and she just like gave me this look and she has, ugh, she's amazing. I wish that I would have added her on Facebook. I don't know her to this day, but um, maybe, I don't know, maybe someday she'll hear this. This would be amazing. But the reason why I was so excited it was her is because she actually had sons who were Eli's age and I felt like she cared so much and she just related and she just was amazing like shout out to her I don't even remember her name it's so sad but I was just so in my own my own moment so we got in we got Eli inside in a wheelchair he's just shaking profusely I mean like it almost looked like he was experiencing a seizure he was shaking and just so cold um and as soon as his dad came in I just like locked onto his dad like I gave him the biggest hug I've ever given him in my entire life and I've known him forever and like I've loved him forever but like that was like we were in it together and I was so terrified so we got Eli all checked in um started hooking everything up and basically he had pericardial pericardial effusions and that's where the friction between the infection and everything else just got so intense that it created a hole and then all of that infection it's like the sac around the heart burst and all that infection just like rushed into his bloodstream and all of a sudden his body was like going into shock and so I just yeah it was just oh horrible horrible but I'm telling you all that not because that's the point of the hardest part of our relationship the hardest part of our relationship actually came um after this and when Eli came home from the hospital, and I'm just going to be completely transparent with you here, um, like they, were, he was on strict doctor's orders to not get his heart rate up, you know, at all, and to not do any sort of physical activity. Um, and at that time, I had put in some significant work in my business, and it had really taken me away from being connected, I feel like, with Eli. Like, we were lovers and we were parents together, but we didn't have that, like, we wouldn't do things just as friends. You know, we wouldn't sit around and play games or sit around and talk about random things or, like, joke or anything. Like, it was either we were having special mommy and daddy time <laughs> or we were parenting together or, you know... And I, it, it was just interesting that we, we didn't have, so all of a sudden, that part of our relationship, both parenting and lover time, was taken away. I mean, it was gone. We didn't have that. And we tried to learn, it was like, I didn't know how to sit and watch a movie with him and just have a good time being friends because I had, the only way I saw value in me as a participant of our relationship was to be like romantic. And while that is obviously a huge part of, I think 
I think every romantic relationship, it was not, it was not designed for us, like the only way we connect. I remember putting together a puzzle during that time because I would just go to Target and I, I, Eli was so depressed and he was so not himself and he was, it was like he was in a haze and, um, for those of you who know him, it's so, he's so not like that. Like he's so Mr. Steady. He's so, um, like easygoing and like just, yeah, I just never imagined that I would be the stable one and I wasn't, but yeah. Anyway, so when he was not in a good place, I had to get that affirmation and I had to get that, like, I had to get my stability from somewhere other than him. And I ended up having to go to a spiritual place for this um, and realize, like, I have everything I need because I have a creator and I am, I am, I am, that is, that is it. I, I am. Um, so I was created and that I, I have something looking out for me and I don't want to get into the spiritual side of this or whatever, because I think we're all saying the same thing with different terms, but you know, whatever. So I'm not going to get into that today, but, um, so anyway, so during that time, the six weeks following that, and I would say honestly, three months Another piece of the crazy puzzle was that I got pregnant right before, like literally days before he went into the emergency room. Um, You could even argue to say that I caused it. (laughs) Not really me. We both caused it. But you know what I'm saying? Like that, that, that could have, it was days before. Um, Anyway, so I find out I'm pregnant. I have this husband who's depressed um, and sick. I'm taking care of two other kids and like it it was just a it was ex- an extremely hard season and I had a ton of support my parents were then there. I can't imagine what I would have done if they weren't there. Um but yeah, and so Eli and I learned through that season like how to get back to the friend level and make that really special and um it was really also an amazing time because I got to prove to him that I love him and I'm here for him even when he's not Mr. Macho, strong, perfect, healthy, do everything, take care of the kids, cook dinner type of guy. And I think that I learned that sometimes when you have a relationship, this is just my my total non-scientific theory okay when you have a relationship that's flipping awesome you create experiences where it will test to make sure that you are safe and I think that part of this could have been you know Eli's body and I we've obviously talked about this like asking him does she really care about you does she really love you beyond what you can do for her and I was so pumped that the answer was yes. And I, I was so pumped and I knew it was the yes. And I was also really pumped to prove it. Um, and it also just taught me like to keep my hand open. You know, I had grasped onto him as if he was my 
like my rock. I would say, I, you are my everything. You are my world. You are my rock. And the truth is like that actually created an environment that felt clingy. And what was really calling me to a higher place during this whole thing was um, to like let go and let let him fly and hope that he flies back to me, you know. And so that was just, oh, it was it was extremely hard. It was extremely challenging. And it was so awesome for our relationship. Like, ugh, can't even tell you. So to summarize all of this, I would like to read to you a post that I did on January 20th, 2018, which was 15 days after the extremely traumatic incident and where I was just getting into, hey, here's what I'm supposed to learn here. I have so much to say about my transformation over the last six weeks. I feel as though Eli's body was a catalyst for the changes we needed to make in our relationship and lifestyle. I thought I valued life. I thought valuing it was gripping it. In actuality, it's holding it loosely. I used to say things like, you are my everything and you are all I need to my amazing husband, but I was wrong. I don't need him. I need my creator who designed me to need it. Not a human, not my children, not money, it. I fell in love with the idea of dependency because I felt for one of the first times how dependent I am without my usual net. Now that we are wading back into everyday life, I really embrace the realization that what separates privilege from entitlement is gratitude. Thanks, Brene Brown. And having a lover and a friend is not my right. It's my honor. And my best friend and lover should never be a role he can't fulfill for me. And having a lover and a best friend is not my right. It's my honor. And my best friend and lover should never be put in a role he can't fulfill for me. And I treat it with the respect it deserves. I'm thankful for an opportunity clock to refocus and zoom in. Okay, must sleep now because bright and early we are off to party with my team at hashtag Florida Leadership Retreat. Love, Beth. Thank you so much for listening to this, and I hope some pieces of it are helpful for you. Who knows, right? Maybe in 10 years. I don't know. Hopefully you don't have to, but at the same time, if you are going through something like crazy different that you never expected in your relationship, I hope that this could be helpful. 